Hello, and welcome to Listen In with Lars. I'm your host, Lars Haskins, and each week on Listen In with Lars, you will hear from interesting guests and experts from around the world. We will laugh together and learn together on our journey through life. This week, we have a very special guest, so please welcome Diana Swillinger. And a little bit about Diana. Diana Swillinger is a life coach for women and business and speaking coach for solopreneurs. She found her way to, to coaching after spending her life trying to do the right thing, like being the best person she could, smile at people on the street, go to church, volunteer, and even recycle. But she still ended up feeling stuck and miserable. She tried all the things, but the game changer was learning practical ways to renew the mind. Now, Diana is on a mission to help people just like you to unstuck your brain and stop sabotaging yourself from the life you've been dreaming of. She teaches practical tools that will allow you to step into who you, who you were created you to be experience more peace and contentment and to love your life. So first and foremost, Diana, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It's so fun to be on your podcast. (laughs) My pleasure. Uh, You are, oh my gosh, I'm so excited to get this started. So uh, first and foremost, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Well, it all started a long, long time ago. No, (laughs) I won't take you through the boring part, but I I am a Midwestern girl. I've grown up here, uh, born and raised. And right in the heart of the U.S., you know, with our culture, just like you were saying when you introduced me, I just thought I had to do all the right things, mm-hmm. like graduate from high school, go to college, get a decent job, get married, have good relationships, you know, volunteer at school, have four kids. I, you know, have the kids. I'm an overachiever, so I have four. <laughs> and I thought if I just did all this stuff, I was going to be happy, right? I was going to have a great life. Instead, a couple decades into adulthood, I pretty much hated my life. It was this warm summer, summer's coming. So I'm going to dial into summer. There was this day, this beautiful, sunny summer day that I should have been enjoying. Instead, I'm laying on my bed in the middle of the afternoon, just staring at the sun, glowing up the window shades that were pulled all the way down, just laying there alone. And I felt lifeless, pretty much. My iPhone's on the bed next to me and it starts to vibrate at first. I don't move because, you know, that would take energy. Mm -hmm. Then I remembered, oh yeah, that's my mentor calling me back from church. I called her, left a message this morning because I needed help. But what am I even going to say? Because I don't know what help I need. Basically my life sucks. And it's not, this isn't the life I was supposed to have. Even though I tried to do everything right. My marriage was falling apart. I was unhappy, stressed out. I had anxiety every day. So here I am laying on the bed motionless. And I'm like, what is this? I answer the phone and I honestly didn't even know what to say. I don't remember saying anything after sitting in awkward silence for, you know, how it seems like forever for you. She finally said, Diana, I think you're discouraged. And somehow right in that, I felt relief. I'm like, oh, discouraged. That's it. I'm discouraged. And when this happened, I I thought it was so strange that I could identify feeling negative, yet feel more alive and even more energized by figuring out I felt discouraged, but that's what it was. I had relief. And I'm like, I got to figure out what this is. So I was diving into books and listening to all the podcasts. I was in school at the time. So I added psychology classes, talking to coaches, mental health professionals. And then I got certified 
and then advanced certified as a life coach because this stuff was so good. And I figured out what was missing. I tried all these techniques that I was learning through all of that. I threw out the ones that didn't work because not all of them work, but I took all the ones that really worked for me and I put them into some practical mind renewal tools. And I'm like, this is what I have been missing. I've been bouncing off the walls with emotion to emotion, just like a pinball. I didn't even know what I was feeling half the time because I wasn't managing what was going on in my head. I had no clue how to manage the stories that were going on in my head, stories about how my life sucked and how I was stuck. That's what was making me miserable. And then I had the tools to figure out what was going on in my brain and it's changed everything. So I use these tools every day. I mm-hmm. hardly have anxiety anymore. I pretty much just feel confident every day. Love it. I'm not discouraged either. Doesn't even matter what's going on. I feel empowered. Like I'm ready to take on life and I'm not unhappy and miserable anymore. Awesome. I love my life. It doesn't even matter what other people do. I can just love and enjoy life. I put myself back in charge. So you asked me to tell you about me. I mean, I might've given you more than what you intended, but not at all. That was like true. that. This is what lights me up. This is what I do now. So yeah. I help people now do what I did every day. I, some of my clients call me the mind magician because I get in there, see what's going on in their brain, teach them the tools so that they can experience a happier life. They can direct their emotions. I teach them how to think differently, even if it's little mind shifts, but they have a big impact in their life. And so I just believe we all deserve to have joy, peace, and contentment in our life, which is really, if you think about whatever it is we're seeking in life, that's why we do it. And I think it's possible for each and every one of us. So that's me. Absolutely. Working your magic. I love that. And it's crazy how that just starts with the one word discouraged. And that's yeah, who knew everything. Yes. Who knew? Exactly. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, you help people go from being stuck and miserable to peace and content through renewing the mind. Can you just tell us how that works exactly? Yeah, I, I think in pictures all the time. So I'll just sure. share it with you. Like in I'm a visual like learner that. too. So okay, good. <laughs> I like that. I- I think of like, and I do have an old house. It was built in the 1800s. So I think of it like renewing an old house or fixing up an old house. So you can move in and have a lot of stuff not working. It's not functioning properly. It's probably not that pleasant, but you do it because you know where you can take it. Right. And so I, there's holes in the wall, the kitchen floor is ripped up. Maybe the chimney's clogged, the plumbing's old, but it works and you can live there. Yeah. There's just, you can, then you can decide to fix the project's little by little, if that's what you want to do. And you can renew the house along the way and make it function better. And you're going to enjoy living there a lot more. And so it's the same kind of thing with our brain, but did you ever notice some people move into fixer upper houses and then they don't fix them up? They just keep them. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like every time they open the screen door, it falls off the hinge and then they just lift it up and stick it back on, you know, like many of errors, you know, just, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So a lot of us do that with our with our brains too. We're like, okay, it's just kind of run down. It's not functioning smoothly or properly, but it's workable. I know the little hitches and I find my way around them. Some of us, you know, we honestly, you know, I used to uh, drink if my house wasn't functioning properly. I'm like, it's kind of a pain in the butt to have a house that sucks. So let's, you know, and I'm talking about my brain, let's have a drink and I'll feel better or let's go shopping and I'll feel better or let's go do something distracting. And then Mm -hmm. I'll feel better instead of just fixing the house or Taking fixing the, problem. the brain. Yeah. yeah. It's exhausting. And, you know, it takes a lot of effort to stay there 
in a house that's not functioning properly. It takes effort to stay there in a brain that's not functioning properly. And it takes energy to renew the brain, just like fixing up your house. But if you want a brain that functions properly, you can do some of the work. And it's not going to be like overnight. You don't buy a, a rundown house and then you're like, let's work on it. And overnight, everything's fine. Because I work with clients for weeks and they're like, you know, usually at six weeks, they're like, when do I feel better? And then at eight weeks, they're like, ah, there it is. <laughs> you know, um, and then they have to keep working on it. It's not like oh, yeah. you just scroll Instagram and find some happy meme and just think positive and have a new mindset and everything's going to be fine. And I think, you know, that's one of the things people are saying all the time. And your friends will just say to you, everyone's saying, just have a positive mindset. Just think positive. <laughs> you can tell the sarcasm. Because <laughs> I don't find that that works. And I'm saying we don't need to have a drastic change in thought. We don't need to go from thinking one extreme to another to have the positive results we want in our life. Actually, we can just make small shifts and they actually work better. Yeah. So, you know, just this last week, I'm just thinking, because again, I like examples. So you're going to get pictures and examples with me, but I love that. um, Just a few days ago, I was coaching someone on zoom, like you and I are chatting right now. And we were doing one of our weekly one-on-one coaching sessions. And she was telling me about this person at work that is very hard for her to work with. Like she's just always annoyed to be around this person. And when she has to work on the same day as that person, she gets nervous ahead of time and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And it was because she was thinking a thought. I don't like working with her. So as long as she's thinking, I don't like working with her, guess what's going to happen? She's going to feel anxious. Yeah. She's not going to like it. And so we worked on just a mind shift. We can't go from, I don't like working with her to, I love working with her. I'm just going to decide she's amazing. That doesn't work. So we just shifted the thought slightly to, this is just what she does, but I know how to do my job. So we didn't change the other person. We didn't try to think positive about the other person. We just kind of came to terms with it like, this is what she does. And I can focus on my stuff because I know how to do my stuff. And she Mm -hmm. started showing up at work this past week feeling confident. So it's going to help. Yeah, absolutely. I really like that, uh, the house analogy. That's that's terrific. I really like that. One thought at a time. (laughs) Absolutely. I love it. How can we tell if something we are thinking is sabotaging us or keeping us stuck? Yeah, right. Like just like this mm-hmm. example with my client, I don't yeah, know. She just knew yeah. she hated working with her. She didn't realize she was sabotaging her own work experience. So right. there's two things that we can take a look at to figure out if we are at the helm for sabotaging <laughs> our life. And I'd say we need to look at what's going up or what's going on with our thoughts. Yeah. Um, but we can tell by noticing what we are feeling or and or what we're doing. So this person I was just talking about was feeling anxious. Yeah. So that was a clue, right? But mm-hmm. it could have also been something she was doing. Like, you know, every time I see this person walking down the hall, I, I uh, quick dart into a o- different office, you know, right, that yeah. would be noticing an action or something that you do. Mm-hmm. If you're noticing a feeling or a behavior, that's not quite um, what you want for what you want to create in your life. You can be, you can know something's going on with my thoughts that's sabotaging me. So if you want another example, 
I mean, I'm an entrepreneur, so I'm always thinking about work examples, but let's say for here you are, you know, you seem like a project guy, right? You do projects at the computer sometimes. You could say that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so let's say you wanted to sit down at your computer and finish a project. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's going to take you a couple hours. You're a half an hour in, and then you notice instead of working on the project, somehow you've landed on YouTube or Facebook. You're reading my mind right now. This is scary. (laughs) That's why they call me the mind magician. Yeah, I'm just thinking that. (laughs) Okay, so your behavior can tip you off. You might not have, at that point, you probably haven't noticed you feel anything, but you're not working on your project. You're looking at YouTube. Mm -hmm. So I'm telling you something's wrong with your thinking at that point. You can notice it from your behavior. We turn to distractions like that because we feel uncomfortable. Now, uncomfortable is not an emotion, but we use uncomfortable to describe what many emotions feel like. So, you know, there's an uncomfortable or some people might call it a negative emotion Mm -hmm. happening at that time. And for all the dudes listening to the podcast, don't freak out. I'm talking about emotions (laughs) (laughs) because I want to tell you, if you want to master the outcomes in your life, being able to identify and direct your emotions is going to be a superpower. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. So you turn to YouTube. Why? What do you think? So you said, I read your mind. What do you think you might be feeling when you turn to YouTube? A sense of of familiarity, maybe some, maybe some comfort, maybe some escape. Yes. Because you're feeling uncomfortable. So we have to figure out what is happening before you're going for the escape because we get a little dopamine hit on YouTube. Uh, We do. And when you mentioned your coworker darting into another room, that was the one, you know, word I thought of was escape. Yes. I've kind of thought of, yeah. That's what we tend to do. But then, you know, when you're escaping your project at the computer by going to YouTube, you're the one suffering. Yeah. You're sabotaging you from creating in your life what you want to create. So the uncomfortable emotions that are happening um, before you go to YouTube could be bored, Mm -hmm. could be overwhelm. Like it's all too much or I'm I'm in over my head, you know, Uh, could be inadequate. I'm probably going to screw this up. You might be worried Mm -hmm. or you could be frustrated if it's not going well, anything, it could be a lot more, anything like that is uncomfortable. And instead of being willing to identify our emotions and work on that, we just escape. Yeah. But if you can figure this out, you can solve for it. You can get back to your project. Like if you said, if you told me you said you were worried, I'd say, I know you're probably thinking something like, if I don't do good on this project, they won't hire me for another project. Yeah. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then you're worried. <laughs> worried feels terrible. Yeah. So you go to YouTube. This is how it works. I this is I didn't invent this. I mean, I put it into my own tool, but It comes Mm -hmm. from cognitive behavioral therapy where they say our thoughts fuel our, um, or our thoughts create our emotions, which fuel our behavior. So I just distilled it down to noticing what you think, then what you feel, then what you do. They always go in that order. Yeah. So now we know what you're doing is YouTube instead of your project, avoid your project, go to YouTube. What you're feeling is worried. All right. What you're thinking, if I don't do a good job in this project, they might not hire me again. All right. That's what's happening. You want to change anything in that sequence? You got to start at the beginning with what you think. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. We could talk about what you want to think instead. (laughs) (laughs) But you're going to have to feel something other than worried. 
right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Figure that out. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <clears throat> Definitely something to remember next time I uh, feel uncomfortable or get distracted. So thank you for that, Diana. <laughs> I think a lot of people can relate. Yeah. <clears throat> What is something our listeners can start doing today to make a shift in how they're thinking, you know, that will help them right away, do you think? Yeah, well, just like we were saying, in order to make a shift, you've got to do that little detective work on what you think and what you feel, what you do in whatever order. Right. Start wherever to uncover it. But once you've identified the thoughts, then you can do something different. So let's just keep going with the made up story we just had about you and your project. If you don't do, if the thought is, if I don't do a good job on this project, they won't hire me for another project. We now know that thoughts, no bueno. It just makes you feel worried. And then you don't do your work. Okay. It's not helping you create the outcome you want of finishing your project on time and doing your best. So we could, we can start anywhere in it. I think sometimes it's easiest to start with, what do I need to feel in order to, if the behavior I want is I get back to work and I finish my project and do my best, what do you need to feel for that? And I'll give you a clue. It's not bored, overwhelmed, inadequate, frustrated, or worried. <laughs> Those <laughs> won't do it. Those will send you to YouTube. You got to feel something else. Any guesses on what you might need to feel? Hmm. That's, that's, a, it's, that's a tough question. Wow. <laughs> and I don't mean to put um, you on the spot. But no, no, no. I- but in part, yeah. I, I noticed how you don't even know. And I think this is what's going on with everybody. This is why mm-hmm. I love helping people figure this out. And they call me the mind magician because this is the puzzle. So I can tell you lots of emotions that would drive the behavior you want. They're going to be something like capable, mm-hmm. determined, confident, committed, maybe empowered or energized. We could go on. There's a whole bunch of them. Inspired. Yeah, absolutely. And see, now that we got, now that I got you going, you know, I actually use an emotions wheel because everybody gets stuck. It's like, I feel good or I feel bad. I don't know, you know, Mm -hmm. but there's actually uh, this whole, just anybody can Google emotions wheel and you'll see a wheel with like 200 emotions. And that's not even all of them. Yeah, exactly. But if you can identify what it is, you don't want to feel and what it is you need to feel. I mean, this mm-hmm. is the golden ticket. So this is why I say you can't go to Instagram and just pick some positive meme. You're just stabbing in the dark. You don't know what's really driving you. And we can't just like, let me have a positive mindset. I'm going to go from, if I don't do good on this project, they won't hire me to I'm the best person for the job. And they're totally going to hire me again because maybe we don't believe that. Then we're just like lying to ourselves and right. that's not going to help either. So um, kind of like you just can't flip the switch and have your house renovated overnight either, you know, yeah. baby steps, baby steps. Exactly. So let's find a thought we can gently shift to something that we think is true. So this is answering your question. What can people do? They can make a little mind shift and it doesn't have to directly correlate just like, um, my, my client that I told you about who said, I don't like working with her. I didn't try to have her have a new thought about how she feels about that person. We just skip that all together. Sure. Because she probably still was going to not like her for a while and that's okay. So if you want to, um, let's say you want to feel capable to finish your project. That one's not too far out there. We're not going all the way to like confident, like I'm the best project person ever. It's just capable. Like I could do this and that'll keep you focused on your project. So maybe you think something like, Whether they hire me again or not is not up to me, but 
I do have the ability to finish this project in front of me today. Yeah. Yeah. And you feel more capable. You do. And you don't feel worried because you kind of let go of that outcome a little bit, which is true. Whether they hire me again is not up to me. Oh yeah, that's actually true. I actually have no control over that. And the only thing I do have control over is how I finish this project. And I do have the ability to finish the project in front of me today. That's true too. Mm -hmm. And notice we didn't say, and have it be like flawless or the best project they've ever seen. Exactly. Yeah. You know, let's not go overboard and then just put too much pressure on ourselves to be a perfectionist. And then we feel inadequate and we go through the cycle all over again. Right. So a small mind shift that's believable, then you feel capable, then you get back to work. So now we've managed what you think, what you feel, what you do. And then ultimately we land on what you get, Mm -hmm. which is the best. You have a completed project that's turned in and you did your best. You got the outcome you wanted. That's a success. Yes. Absolutely. I really like that. Yeah. And you're really playing mind games here. I kind of like that. You're going to start using that immediately, aren't you? Absolutely. This is <laughs> definitely something that all of us, I think, can really retain and uh, take with us next time we kind of fall on that. So thank you for yeah. that. If people want to learn more about this mind shift and mind renewal stuff, where is the best place for them to find you? Sure. Well, since everybody listening here is a podcast listener, you can just go dial over to my mm-hmm. podcast. Yeah. The Renew Your Mind podcast. It's Renew. on um, you know, iTunes and Spotify and Pandora and everywhere else. So that's a great place to hear more about this stuff. I've even coached some people on my podcast and I talk about all sorts of different topics. I mean, I just this was just the tip of the iceberg. So you want to hear all the tips and tricks, go to the Renew Your Mind podcast. And if you want to find me on social media so you can message me or whatever, see what's going on, just find me on Instagram at Diana Swellinger. Thank you very much. Um, I think I just want to end with this question right here. What do you think is one key aspect or maybe life lesson that you've learned for doing this for so many years? Um, I think the biggest thing for me and what really drives my success and my enjoyment of life is that I authentically care about people. Yeah. I don't build a business because I Um, my ultimate goal is to be, I mean, my ultimate goal is to be successful, but I define success by being authentic, being helpful and caring about other people. We don't even have to believe the same things. We don't have to Mm -hmm. get along on all the topics, but I can appreciate every person as a human being made by God, fully valuable. And, and that's it. And I think if we all did that, the world would be a better place. I really like that. That is so terrific. Authenticity. Yes. Absolutely. That's the key to everything. And yeah, I mean, just building those relationships with everyone is so key, you know, in this day and age is, is my definition of success, I think is just those relationships that you build over the years. Yeah. I think it's it's all about that. Exactly. And and maintaining those like you've said for many things, it's constant work. It's, Yeah, but it's work Mm -hmm. worth doing. Exactly. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's never going to be easy, but it's so worth it. Absolutely. I really like that. Well, thank you very much, Diana, for joining me this morning. Uh, It's truly been a pleasure. This has been very informative. And I think this is definitely something that all of us can, uh, can take away. So you're welcome. It was so fun being here. I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Well, um, 
thank you again and be sure to tune in next week on Listen In With Lars. Catch you next time.